friend. Welcome to the Healthy Balance Podcast, where we talk about all things health and have real, raw conversations to encourage you and keep you balanced in your everyday life. My name is Allison Gianmore, and I'm a teacher, mom, and someone who is passionate about living in a healthy way. This podcast is to encourage you and give you tips to help you live a full and energetic life in this world. You ready to do this? All right, let's go. Welcome back to the Healthy Balance Podcast. My name is Allison. I am your host, you guys. I am so thankful that you are joining me today for this conversation because I really think it is truly a great one to talk about and to just be self-aware and just to take the steps, like to know the steps, what to do to be better in your mental and emotional health. But before we go in and we talk about that, I just want to let you know, I did not release an episode last week. I had a couple people ask me like, Hey, like, did I miss an episode or what happened? You guys just like life took over and I was not able to get, (laughs) to get one recorded the last week. So here I am this week talking all about what we're going to talk about. Just, you know, a couple episodes ago, I, I did one about boundaries and I'm just really trying to practice hard. Like, my priorities, what's important, what can, you know, wait a week, what can wait a couple of minutes versus what needs to be done now. And if you are a mom, you know that sometimes your kids just need your attention like right now. And I'm learning with Sienna, like she wants me to do everything with her. Like if she's watching an episode of Peppa the Pig, which we only allow her to watch TV on the weekends. Like she's always like, mama sit. And she just wants me to sit with her. She wants to sit beside me. So I can no longer get things done when she is watching her little TV show or doing something. I have to sit with her. So anyway, long story short, that's just what happened. Like I just didn't have enough time. So, but anyway, I'm so thankful um, for this conversation. I think a lot of times um, this is very a hot topic. Um, leading up to 2020, definitely it was talked about, but I think even more after 2020, I think the mental health part really came into play. And just I know even now, like teaching health to the kids, like it is way more of a topic that is talked about, a ton more lessons, a ton more projects to do with mental health because it's important that the kids know how to take care of themselves and they know what mental health is and how to do better because, I mean, it's 2023. Things are so crazy and it's so different from even just 10 years ago. And when I think back about um, mental health and in high school, like it was not a topic at all. It was not really talked about. And honestly, we just I don't think we struggled as much because we didn't have social media. We didn't have the phone. We didn't have the technology. We didn't have a lot of things that we had today. So let's just talk a little bit about it. So what is mental and emotional health? All right. So first thing is how we think and how we feel and how we act. And a lot of the times that's exactly how it goes in order. Like what our thoughts are about ourselves then we start feeling that about ourselves. And then we just start acting like that about ourselves. Or, you know, we're, let's say we're, you know, really stressed. Like we start thinking, oh my gosh, all this stress. Then we feel it like physically in our body, we can feel it. And then a lot of times the choices or the things um, that we do, it leads to 
choices that we may not regularly choose because of the stress. So we have to learn how we can handle stress, how we can relate to others, and how we can make healthy choices. Um, and like I've said before, our bodies are not meant to handle long-term stress. Like, yes, we can handle stress and we're going to have those like every single day in seasons of our life, but we cannot prolong it and we cannot hold on to it because that's when our body really starts breaking down and things start breaking down within us. So let's talk a little bit about some red flags with maybe our mental and emotional health uh, going down the path we don't want it to go to. And when I talk about these, I don't know, seven, eight things, I'm sure we all feel one of them a lot. And I'm not saying like, oh my gosh, you have horrible mental health, but If it's a lot of these and it's an ongoing thing, this is where we need to be self-aware and know what we need to do in order to flip the script. So one of the red flags could be we're just physically ill. We're physically sick all the time. And that could be anything from the common cold all the time. That can be headaches. That That can honestly lead to like things happening in our body, like tumors growing in certain places because of the stress that, you know, is, is going on in our body. Like, I mean, it's just a variety of things. We can be constantly tired, which I know as a mom, (laughs) uh, we're always constantly tired, but you know what I mean? Like we're like, you literally cannot get out of bed. Like you're just always needing a nap. That is one of the red flags when you're constantly irritable, everything gets on your nerves. You snap back on stuff when you just feel like you have low energy, you have no energy at all, and you don't feel like you can be productive in things, and things kept getting pushed off and pushed off, and, and you're not able to maybe keep up with things that you need to do in, in life every single day. A big one also is just not being interested in social situations, and this is a huge red flag when it comes to teenagers when they just rather sit at home, be on their phone, be on Netflix, all that kind of stuff, that is a huge red flag of, you know, your mental health going down because we are designed to want to be with other people, to be in communities. So definitely if you are a parent of a a kid or a teenager, I would definitely be making sure that that is one thing I would look out for. And then one of the last things is turning to alcohol or just excessive eating. And right now I'm going through that sugar fast, a 40 day sugar fast. So if you follow me on social media, you're, you're watching my journey here. But one of the things that I'm just learning as a lot of times people, like as soon as they are stressed, as soon as they are sad, depressed, bored, they are turning to, to, to treats. And the other day she talked about, it's not even just sugary treats, but it could be wine. It could be Dr. Pepper. It could be, I don't even know, X, Y, Z. So being aware of what you're putting into your body when you're feeling really sad or when you're feeling depressed or when you're feeling stressed, like look and see what you are turning to. So how, like, obviously we don't go from like being great to these red flags. So some of the things that takes place in order for us to get to that, those different kind of red flags is sometimes it's the lack of sleep. As adults, we do not prioritize sleep at all. And I know everyone is, has different situations, but overall, I think a lot of adults rather just stay up. They rather 
watch TV and Netflix all night, do other things, maybe on their phone, scroll on social media. Like you need to put it down and you need to make yourself a bedtime, just like the kids. Like, okay, 11 o'clock, no matter what, I'm going to bed because I have to get up at six o'clock. So lack of sleep is a huge one that takes a toll on our mental and emotional health. Same thing with kids and with teenagers. I love hearing like my students tell me like that their parents have a like time restriction on their phone or they have to put their phone in their kitchen by like 10 o'clock because that is like those kids some of them they stay up to like 1 2 a.m on youtube or on tiktok and it's just so ridiculous and then we wonder why they can't function the next day so sleep 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 make sure you are prioritizing sleep seven to nine hours is what you need we talked about one of the red flags of turning to alcohol and excessive eating but food and drink choices is another one what we put in our body, like that totally can affect how we feel. If we're just putting in our body sugar and sugar and, and caffeine and things to help us get through the day, we're going to feel like crap, like bottom line. We need to make sure that we're making food and drink choices that are fueling our body and giving our body energy and not the opposite because a lot of what is in our gut is connected with our mind and so much research and studies is coming out last year I did a gut protocol about it or like a little gut protocol um, challenge where I think it was like less than 10 grams of sugar each day and it was just amazing how well I felt I don't even know if that's correct grammar but how good I felt when I was on that gut protocol four-week diet because I was literally only putting whole foods into my body and not a lot of sugar so a lot of the things that we're putting in our body affects how we feel affects how we think about ourselves affects how we think about situations stress management like how we handle stress I mean, think about it. A lot of people, they you either are handling stress in an unhealthy way or you're handling stress a healthy way. And that's a huge part of our health. And we need to make sure that we are handling our stress. We're dealing with our stress in a good way. Because like I said, we don't want to hold on to that stress for long periods of time. Lack of movement, lack of sunlight, both of those things, if our body is designed, I don't care if you're 400 pounds or 100 pounds, like your body's designed to move. We have to move it. Like exercise is part of like the owner's manual of our body. We've got to make sure that we're moving because if you want to just go on Google and look at all the research about like exercise and the mind and the mental health and how we feel better, it gets our blood flowing, all that kind of stuff. So if we're someone that we're not moving, we're not exercising, like that's definitely going to affect on how we feel. Lack of sunlight, this is something that I'm really trying to do almost every day is get out first thing, just go take a walk around the neighborhood. Really, this is for the weekends, but just getting that sun to hit me because that really helps with the melatonin in my body, helps me with my sleep at night, just getting the sun, the vitamin D first thing. Time management. Some of us, we just cannot get everything done that we need to get done because of our our phone, like simple, like notifications that pop up and then we're going from looking at our notifications and it takes us to someone's Instagram profile and then we're watching all the reels and the videos. So making sure that we are getting what we need to get done because then those are like things off our list and we're not stressed about having to do them the next day. One thing 
and I always talk about this, is just time with the Lord. If we are not spending at least, I don't even know, five, ten minutes a day just praying, like sitting still before the Lord, reading in His Word, that is something that really can affect affect us too. I know that when I push that aside or I'm not doing that, I feel a little bit more stressed. I feel a little bit more anxious um, because I'm just... We need to sit still, you know, at some point of the day, sit still and just meditate or read on his word or focus on our breathing because that is something that is really big that really helps us um, to deal with stress, but also to deal with all of our feelings and our thought process as well, because as we know, it's all part of our thoughts and our feelings. So I was thinking, okay. When it comes to mental and emotional health, like seriously, it is such a huge umbrella. There's so many different ways that we can go with this, but I'm just trying to think of like people like me. And that's the hard part about podcasting. You have no clue who is listening to this. I mean, it could be like a 80-year-old woman. It could be a 14-year-old girl. It could be a mom with three kids who is struggling. Like, I don't know. So when I was trying to put together, okay, what are just some steps that we can just take care of ourselves? Like that things that almost anyone at any age could do. These are the ones that I came up with. And hopefully a couple of these will resonate with you or that you're like, wow, maybe I can start putting this into practice. Some of these, maybe you already do. But the first one is, is boundaries. And this is a huge one I said for teachers is boundaries. Okay. So we know as teachers, if you are a teacher and you're listening, you know you put in way more time than what your contract has. Like you are doing stuff early in the morning at school and then you're taking stuff home after school and you're working, I don't even know, till 10 o'clock at night. I think it's really important to put a boundary on and know like, hey, this is the time I'm going to spend at school and I'm only going to work on schoolwork. When I leave school, I am not taking home you know, this pile of papers or, you know, whatever. I'm not going to work on this project. It's just really important to know, like, where your boundaries are with that. Also, with extracurricular activities, I love being involved in coaching. I love being involved with the kids and helping them. But I also have to remember, like, I am one person. I now have a family. Like, things are a lot different from when I started teaching 12 years ago. So like knowing where my boundaries are with that, like how much I can get involved. Um, And then I think another huge thing is, and this can be for anyone, like if you're at work or whatever, but sometimes just turn off your notifications on your social media. So like you're not tempted when you sit down and you have a second to look at your phone. Oh, I have five notifications. And then you're off in la la land. Like your notifications are off. So you're able to focus, you know, for your work at work and you're not doing other things. So the first one would be boundaries. The second one would be stress management. And a couple of things when it comes to stress management is first, just mindfulness, like knowing and being self-aware of like how you feel, what's around you. Um, I know there's so many techniques of like grounding yourself, like what you can see, what you can smell, what you can taste, okay? Like those kind of things. Breathing is a huge one. I love the box breathing. So this is something so simple. You can do anywhere at any time. It could be when you're driving to work, but it's inhaling for four seconds, holding for four seconds, 
exhaling for four seconds, and then holding it for four seconds. And then you just keep going and you just kind of imagine yourself drawing a square or a box. And you just do that three to four times. So breathing is a huge one. And there's so many breathing um, videos and techniques on YouTube if you're someone that wants to work on that or, or is interested in that. And then the last thing with stress management is just learning how to say no. And I know sometimes that's really hard for people, but I have learned this in the last couple of years, like knowing when I'm at my max and to say no and like I said like if you're a teacher you know that you can be stretched and sometimes your admin or like your department head like they can ask and want so much of you but you have to realize once again you're human you're only one person you can't do all of it like for me what I am committed to do I want to do at 100% I want to do so well I don't want to do 50% here and there and there and there like I want to make sure wherever I am committing myself that I'm doing it at 100%. So learning to say no, that's a huge part with stress management. All right, the third thing is, and we've kind of already talked about this, so I don't want to go into too much, but it's sleep, prioritizing your sleep. Um, One thing is that I'm working on is a nighttime routine. I got the morning routine down, but the nighttime routine, like taking 45 minutes, 30 minutes before bedtime and just kind of winding down reading a book, getting ready for bed, I don't know, work on my breathing techniques, all that kind of stuff, limiting the screen, so turning off the phone. I love that my phone reminds me at 9 o'clock, like, hey, it's time to get ready for bed because at bed you need to go to bed at 9.30 so to get the appropriate hours of sleep that I need. So I love that. And one thing that I also recommend is a sleep-wake schedule. So if you're someone that has a hard time sleeping, try to go to bed the same time every single night and wake up every single day and once you get going on that like probably for a week your body starts getting used to it and it literally will start shutting down when you need to shut down and go to sleep and it will start waking up when you need to wake up so a sleep wake schedule is a huge huge part all right number four is nutrition Oh man, I could go on and make a whole episode about this, but nutrition, I think some of the easiest things to remember about this is the 80-20 rule. So 80% of the time, making sure that you're eating fruits, your veggies, your whole foods, anything that you can grow and anything that you can kill, that's what you want for your 80%. Your 20 is going to be your fun things like a glass of wine, ice cream, Um, chips, all those kind of fun things. You don't want that to be in your everyday eating lifestyle. Like make that into like special occasions or if you're going to the beach or if you're going, you know, going out, like that's your 20 on the 80-20 rule. Um, A big thing would be also adding to your meals. So instead of just focusing on taking away things, like adding to your meal. So adding one veggie to your meal, adding a fruit to your meal, adding a glass of water to your meal. That's a huge one. And drinking water is huge as well. I am just so shocked, like, of the adults that do not drink enough water. It's just mind-blowing. So making sure you are drinking your water, and that is half of your body weight in fluid ounces. Okay, so go buy yourself a fun water bottle. Get yourself a fun water app on your phone and start tracking your water because that is going to make a huge difference. All right, number five is movement. And we talked about this, but as an adult, we should be aiming for 30 minutes a day. 
A huge thing is finding something you enjoy. Like don't go out and think that you need to go run two miles every single day when you're not a runner, but go find something you enjoy. So whether that is a Pilates class or yoga or bar, maybe it is running for you or just walking around your neighborhood, go do something that you can be active and you love and maybe include your family with you. So maybe it is taking your kids for a walk or taking the dog for a walk. Like that's one of the the easiest ways to be active is when you include your family. All right, the next one is going to be rest. And this is our final one. And I think this is the hardest one for me out of all of them. And I don't know if it's just like the type A personality, the OCD. I mean, there's there's just so much, but it's so hard for me just to sit. It's so hard for me to just take a nap when I'm feeling tired. I think because I feel like I need to be productive, I need to get stuff done. And especially when Sienna's sleeping, I'm like, okay, I can get X, Y, Z done while she's sleeping. And then I feel guilty if I if I do take rest or if I do take time for myself. So I think um, this is my biggest struggle. And so I'm really working on this. But as a, a busy mom or a teacher or a person, like, Plan a day or just maybe a slot of time. Maybe it's two hours or maybe it's the morning that you are going to do something you enjoy. And that could be with your family. That could be without your family. That could be by yourself. But just go do something that you enjoy that's going to fill your cup. So, for example, for me, honestly, with Sienna or with Sienna is go to the beach. Like, we're so lucky to live 20 minutes from the beach. It's it's beautiful down here in Florida, especially right now. But just going to the beach and sitting there and just listening to the waves and feeling the sun on my skin, like that is something that fills my cup up. Now, when I'm without Sienna, I love reading a book and I just love just closing my eyes and resting. But I do love going with her too because she loves the beach and she loves playing in the sand and does so well there. So find something that you like to do with or without your family. And um, maybe you don't even like the beach. Maybe it's like a hike in the mountain or going for a walk by yourself. So that is so important that you do that because that just kind of just fills our soul back up. And that just kind of helps us recenter and get ready for another busy week. So I hope those one, two, three, four, five, six things um, you can just kind of take away and plug into your life with whatever or wherever that you need it to help you with your mental and emotional health. And this is going to be just a journey for the rest of our lives that we are going to need to work on and make sure that we prioritize it too. Because when our mental and emotional health go down, it really does affect our physical health, affects our social health, it affects our spiritual health. So we just want to make sure that we are a well-balanced human being and that we are able to make sure that all of our areas of health are in a healthy zone. Um, And if it's not, then making sure that we're self-aware and we know what steps that we're going to take. So, okay. I think that is it for me. I'm so thankful. Like I said, that you guys joined me for this conversation and just let me know what your thoughts were about it. I love getting DMs. I love when you're tagging me on Instagram with the podcast. It's just really helpful. Cause like I said in the episode, I have no clue who's listening to this. It's not like I get, um, whatever emails about who has downloaded, who has listened. So it just is really helpful with that. But all right, you guys, we will talk next week. 
Thank you so much for listening in. It means so much. I want to continue to encourage people with these conversations and help people live their life to the fullest. So if you know someone that could use encouragement, send it to them or tag me on social media and let me know what you think. I am so thankful for you and I can't wait until we talk again.